There's a tense silence between Carrie Marcan and Alexandria Thirio as they re-enter the GNA regional offices. The guard who escorts them through the various security checkpoints chalks it up to new partner tensions. She shoots Thirio an empathetic look. She's been around long enough to have heard about how opinionated Marcan can be. Their last partner would chat with her all the way through the checkpoints in the morning about all the crazy comments they would make while on a job. Thirio just rolls her eyes. She's dealt with worse. If only they knew. Now that we are back in our happy little bunker, you want to tell me what the hell is up? He had two options before him. On one hand, complete personal ruin in both his private and public life. As I made clear, we could destroy both of them if we wanted. On the other hand, something that scared him even more. What do you think that could be? Death. And not just for him. He had the look of a man who has a family to lose. Then consider our position. We are technically part of a government agency. To be exact, we are agents of an agency that predates our government. Though we may not be as politically important as we were 250 years ago, we are certainly powerful. And he is involved enough to know that. Notice how he did not try to get our assistance in overcoming whatever force he is entangled with. This implies that, in his mind, the other party is at least as powerful as we are, if not more so. You mean, if it was just some gangster threatening him, he would have tried to get us to help him out of it. Precisely. Especially because he understands how the government works, doing contract work for them and all. A bit of a jump, but okay. Thanks to your fortuitous connection, we have stumbled across something very interesting and very dangerous. It appears the director was on to something when he hired you. Was that a compliment? How did you know the mechanic? Like I said, JJ and I go way back. Known him since I was 14. I caught him taking the console shuttle joyriding, and he promised not to tell if he took me along, too. How did you happen to catch him in the console shuttle? More important question, who is more scary than us? Than you? Lexi, while I'm thinking about it, what applications do you have on your phone? May I see it? Only if you never call me that again. Most of these are what I would expect for someone your age, except for... Suggestion box. Don't leak on my memes, man. You'll need to delete these three. Terranheart, Perigee, and Alice? You're joking. Did something give you the impression that I am the joking type? If I answer that honestly, I'll lose my job. How many of you speak to Alice? Oh, no! no oh, You're kidding, no. right? Really? Please also don't contact her at home. Whatever. Are you saying Alice could be behind the assassination? I am not pointing fingers yet, but we would be fools not to include her, it, it, on the list of suspects. Alice, the aerospace industry, the Hypatia Commission, any one of them could have orchestrated this, and any one of them could be big enough to be scarier than I am, to use your words. Even if you are right, our one lead is now on our no-contact list. It was our strongest lead, but not our only one. I did put in an official request to the CSD for information. That's days, maybe weeks away from getting approved. We need to move before then, or they'll cover up any trails they may have missed. Then we'll find another angle in the meantime. We need more information on Dimitri and himself. Well, who did he work with? What was he working on? What did he do to get himself killed? Precisely. After we've found all the pieces, we can prepare our statement. You think it could be less about why they wanted him dead and more about who they wanted in his chair instead and what they're going to do now that they didn't want to wait for? Hmm. 
I'll take a look at the possible replacements, and you look at everything we have on Dimitri. The general sentiment is that she is incredibly unpopular among the meteor farmers because of her strict adherence to the rule of law. First, that's super rude, and- What, what is? Calling them meteor farmers. It's derogatory. I see. And second, that means Duval is a shaft. Anybody who builds an identity around doing what the commission tells them to do is an awful person. We must all work with the devils we are given, and you've gotten even more obstinate than usual. Perhaps we should postpone further research until tomorrow. Ugh, I'm a complete Riking idiot! What did you find? I didn't find anything because I was trying to think like you. But we work with the devils we're given. I should have just gone straight to this. Please do not make me ask. There's gotta be someone else who got blipped. What? Why do you say that? He's an administrator. The furthest from the ground anybody could be. The least hands-on position in the entire organization. He makes big decisions and receives reports, and that's it. Those are the only things he could have done to politically piss someone off enough for them to want to kill him. The only reason why you do something as high profile as assassination is because you have no other options. And if it were just policies that he was setting or someone he was gonna fire, I mean, those things can be addressed in other ways, you know? They have other options. No, the only situations I can see where they have to kill him is either first, they needed him replaced right now, but we won't know more about that until we see who the next person is or if there's any shenanigans in that process. The other reason why they'd kill him? He knows something that they don't want him to know. And he raking ran a network of law enforcement officers that stretched across the solar system. And how would he know something? Remember, he gets reports. He's not on the ground. So if he had to be killed, then it's because somebody somewhere found something and it got all the way up to his desk. So we should see if anybody else got blipped. Secretaries, techs, officers. And if we can't find anyone, then we can safely say it had more to do with getting him replaced and stopping him. But if we do find somebody... Then we can look at the connections between these two and go from there. Very good, Thurio. Who else did they silence? Beetlejuice Brews is a small cafe near the section of Ring Alpha that houses the Hypatia Commission. Its prices are ridiculous, but its location and its relaxed atmosphere almost make up for it in the minds of the politicians of the area. Why it's actually able to get away with those prices is its complete lack of surveillance. The booths are set up so none of the station's cameras can see who's inside, and the staff constantly sweep the place for listening devices of any kind. Cell phones and headsets are held at the door, in Booth 11 sit two individuals who know each other by reputation, but have never met before. After the expected small talk, the person who organized the meeting, Commissioner Chemensky, gets right to the point with Colonel Duvall. He figures she'll appreciate that. I'm so grateful you are willing to meet with me, Colonel. Of course, Commissioner. I don't have many important things to do while I'm here anyway. Really? I'm interested in changing that. The vote on who will replace the Brigadier General is tomorrow, you know, and uh, with the recent... Um, mm, corruption? I was going to say revelation about Colonel Reynolds has certainly made things complicated. As the senior colonel, I always assumed he would have the full support of the commission. I am disappointed in him as well. 
All the more reason for me to be confident in you as a leader. Your track record is astounding, and all of your subordinates speak highly of your dedication to Hypatia. I want you to know that you have my support, and I think a majority of my fellow commissioners are on that same page. I am flattered and a little surprised. Why is that? We see in you someone who cares more about the law than what it personally can do for them. We feel confident that out of all of the candidates, you will do what's best for Hypatia. And that's really what we need in times like these. People who understand the program and will defend it. I see. Just know, if you do receive the appointment, it will be very good to make sure we establish open lines of communication. I've been on the commission for over 30 years. I've seen how Eberus Station runs. And if you're half as dedicated to enforcing the law as your crews think you are, then I want to do everything I can to help you avoid the snakes around here. Snakes? Oh, yes. All sorts of interest groups, lobbyists, offering gifts and exchanges for small favors, here and there. Just be warned, it will start up the very day you're chosen. I know you didn't ask for it, but my unsolicited advice is to find the people you can trust and hold them close. You'll need allies in this world, because the powers that be, they think you're disposable, replaceable, as soon as they don't need you anymore, you'll be done. They've got so many tentacles wrapped around everything that if you're not careful, you'll find they've squeezed all of your air out and dragged you down to the bottom of the ocean. So get friends. Figure out who has avoided the Kraken and learn from them. I've seen it happen time and time again. Is whoever receives an appointment tomorrow a replacement then? for someone who was disposed of? Excuse me? Was Brigadier General Demetrian disposed of? Not that I'm aware of. Sometimes tragic accidents just happen. And are you claiming to be free from these entanglements? Or are you at risk of being disposed of too? Even I am not totally free of them. But I'm getting there. Before they decide that I'm no longer useful. Well, Commissioner. I had most of my training right here at Iberus Station. I think I've seen a lot of what you're talking about. And in my experience with how you've made things here, you're either wrapped up, or you're the one with the tentacles. There is no third option. What do you think it would take to make one? Friends. Allies. People who understand how the system works, and want to see it changed too. Mm. Thank you for that, and thank you for the coffee. Now if you'll excuse me, Commissioner, I need to be off. Later that night, not too far from the cafe, Commissioner Chemensky waits anxiously for the call he knows must be coming. He uses a small handkerchief to dab at the sweat on his forehead. Does Alice already know what he's done? What he plans to do? When the call finally does come, he can't help but flinch at the sound. Hello, Gunther. Evening, Commissioner. Calling for an update? I wanted to let you know that I've spoken with Varadka, 
and he's assured me that he will be placing his vote with us. Wonderful. That's excellent news. Between him and the stories that Alice has been circulating, we should have no problems getting Voshburn in place. Well, that's exactly what Alice likes to hear, Commissioner. Do you think we'll have any problems with Duval? Oh, it's hard to tell. I'm feeling very confident in our candidate, but sometimes things happen beyond our control. Well, let's keep crossing our fingers then. Hey, I've got some good news. I looked into that question you had about that commissioner's daughter. Oh, yeah? Uh, you did, did you? And I found nothing of concern. Nothing at all. Judging by her test scores, I think she's just been quiet because she's not all that bright. So you've got nothing to worry about. Oh, well, that's wonderful news. Just curious. What were you thinking they were up to? I didn't have anything in particular. Having a thorough understanding of the political climate is necessary to my success. That family has been a continual blind spot in my planning, and when suddenly someone is given a position, I was worried I missed something. It's hard to discern between careful plotting and simple nepotism sometimes. But I really appreciate you looking into that, Gonta. It was very helpful. You sure that's all there is to it? She got something on you we should know about. I'd rather not deal with another scandal right now, but also, I'm not scared of a little PR issue. You wouldn't believe how many affairs I've swept up. Truly, no. Nothing like that. I've just learned that one cannot be too careful with the children of politicians. Their connections make them more important than young people usually should be. It's always vital you keep close track of them. Mm. Do you include uh, Samara, Edith and Jones in that? I... I am not concerned about my children. Regardless, I feel like we've gotten a little off topic. If you don't want to tell me what's actually going on now, that's fine. I'll find out eventually. And we'll talk about it then. Well, Gunther, I wanted to thank you. Genuinely thank you for all that you are doing to push things nicely into our favor. I don't think I could have done it without you. Eh, probably not. But that's why we're here. Alice is always ready to help her friends. Good travels to you, Commissioner. I look forward to the vote. Next week, Chemensky's duplicitous charade comes to a close. Thurio and Marcan hit the ground tracking down anybody else who may have been removed, and Duval commits to a drastic course of action. Until then, as you brave the void, good luck and Godspeed. Thank you for joining us for this first episode of Celestial Horizons Dissonant Echoes. Like Shattered Sleep before it, you'll be able to interact with and influence the outcome of the story, though our modes of interaction are a bit different this season. First, a choose-your-own-adventure-style video is up already, called Operation Valent Edge, where your decisions will determine how certain events in the story play out. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that will only be available on our YouTube channel. More videos like it are on their way. The second way you can influence the story is by joining the Council of Eberus, a voting body with legitimate legislative authority and free reign to do whatever they want to do in the world of the story. 
This council is made of Patreon supporters. You can learn more about that council on our website or by checking us out at patreon.com slash celestial horizons. We've also put out a number of videos about it. Most of all, we want to thank Voidspond, our corporate overlord who made this possible, and John Parker and Anonymous, the armchair generals who approved these dangerous operations. This episode features music by Marcus Richardson and Nathan Young, with performances by Carl Ashby as Mark Han, Alex Farnsworth as the narrator, Jessica Gillick as Thurio, Orion Howard as Tremensky, Olivia Oki as Duval, and Nathan Young as Gunther. <laughs>